You are listening to Up To Me Radio, the best in inspirational talk radio. It's up to me. Hello, my friends, and welcome to Coffee with Kim. I invite you to journey with me to a new day. I believe God has led you to this moment and this place because He is about to bring purpose and potential to your story. So join thousands of women and men from around the globe who have discovered how powerful their stories become once Christ touches them with His purpose. Don't you long to make this same discovery? Then grab your coffee, scoot in, and join me as we let God's Word reveal how every part of your past has been preparing you for this very moment. Well, I've always heard the sun always shines the brightest after a storm or after the darkness. And I truly believe that's why today's guest is known as a ray of sunshine. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Coffee, Conversations of Friends of Faith to Encourage and Equip. This is Kim Crable, your host. You know, unless we experience darkness, we will never value the light And today's guest is no stranger to the darkness. Even though she's an author and speaker and and encourages thousands across the world, she is also someone who has gone through what she calls the five Ds, death, disease, depression, divorce, despair. But she has come through it with a powerful and inspiring message. So today, let's all give a great welcome to our guest, Raylene Berry, otherwise known as a ray of sunshine. Good morning, Raylene. Thank you so much for stopping by for coffee. Good morning. It's glad to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, my goodness. You know, you came very highly recommended from someone I love so much, uh, Carmen Pate. So she's also a friend of yours, I understand. Yes, she is. She's dear to my heart as well, and I I was on her podcast as well. So uh, I'm just glad that she recommended us connecting. Well, you know, even though we've never met, I feel such a connection to you through your story, and that's why I wanted you to join us today because I believe our listeners are going to feel so connected and get so much hope from from your story and and what God has done and what you've battled through. And so, you know, before we get started, let me introduce yourself a little bit to um, our listeners. So many times people think that you're just sitting right here in the studio with me. Actually, you're a long ways away, aren't you? Where are you calling in from, Raylene? Well, I'm calling from Conroe, Texas, which is a little north of Houston, Texas. And um, Mm -hmm. so I'm, I'm not sure how far away I am from you, but a little distance. It's a long ways. I'm right outside of Atlanta now, so it's, okay. it's not. It's it'd be hard to drive it. Let me just put it that way. But anyway, <laughs> I'm going to be in your area next year, so you need to come to. We we need to uh, talk about that. So, but anyway, so Raylene, I love that play on words. A ray of sunshine. R A E and S O N. Talk about that for just a minute. I just love that play on words. <laughs> well, uh, and uh, that sunshine is S-O-N, shine. Yes, um, yes. So my nickname is Ray. Um, many of my close friends call me Ray. And um, 
despite all the things that I've gone through, one of the things that I'm most proud of is the fact that I can keep smiling. And I, mm. I generally get people that are saying, well, there's something about you. There's, oh, you're always shining. And so a friend of mine uh, actually started calling me the ray of sunshine. And it kind of stuck. And I, I just really pride myself on shining for the kingdom. Oh, your voice shines. I just love, are you a singer? <laughs> No, I'm just a a speaker. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's very soothing, and I know our listeners are are feeling comforted by your voice already. Raylene, you talk about how that we're to keep growing, that there is a purpose for all of us. And, oh, my goodness, everything that I believe and everything I've taught for the past 30 years aligns with that thought. You say there is a purpose for everything, despite the pain and the problems that we often encounter in life, there is a purpose for it all. Yes and amen to that. You encourage listeners to use problems to propel themselves to their greatest potential. Yes, 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 I love that, to grow and become the person they were designed to be. So in other words, what you're saying right there is nothing that has ever happened to you in your life should stop you from growing and being every everything that God intends for you to be, correct? Is that what, what I'm Most seeing there? Definitely. Most definitely. If you're going through something, even right now, the question isn't why me, God, is what do you want me to learn from this, God? And I believe that there's a purpose, and we just have to seek it and uh, trust God through the process. Absolutely, and I believe that really, don't you, do you agree with this, Raylene? I believe the things that we have gone through is really what enriches us to be, to have our own unique message in the world. I can't share your message because I haven't been through what you've gone through. You can't share mine because you haven't, we can understand, but gosh, it's within our own battles that we, we truly do have our own message. Definitely, I believe that every, yeah, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I want to hear. No, I believe that, you know, we are, we don't know where God has taken us. And basically what we're going through right now could be the very thing that God uses to magnify the kingdom. It's truly not about us sometimes. Absolutely. Well, and just to be able to have that mindset and be able to look look at our problems through the passages and see how we can be used. Um, you talk about someone who has gone through what you call your five D's. Let's take, I'd like to take the first part of the show and talk about the five D's and what you've been through. And then I want to come back at the, the last half and talk about how these, how, how these problems have actually helped you reach your purpose because I believe as people relate to what you have been through and they're going to see themselves in your story, then we're going to come right back with the hopeful message of how they can turn their, their, their pain into a purpose. So let's start right there, Raylene. Let's start with the five Ds. Tell us, let's go one by one, and if you will, just explain to us what, what that means. Yeah, my five Ds, when I had to look back over them, um, the first one is death. Uh, At a very young Mm -hmm. age, I lost my sister 
my father, and then um, and then my mom. And so death played a huge part in my life. It kind of conformed how I lived. And, and so, and honestly, I, you know, I just kind of had a, an epiphany a few months ago that I really thought that I was going to die young. But I realized that God kept me for a reason. So death played a huge part in my life, even from the mm-hmm. age of 11. And so that's my first D. My second D is disease. I um, and I believe that this kind of stems from the death that I experienced. Uh, I was a, or I, I, I still am a chronic headache disorder, um, have the chronic headache disorders, and um, but they're not like they used to be. It mm-hmm. was debilitating to a point where I was told that I would never work again. Interesting enough. Uh, this, this is how God works. Here I am, um, uh, 25 years after that diagnosis, and find myself, I've been working actually for the last 10 years very faithfully and love what I do uh, for the kingdom. My, my, I kind of shifted from being just a software engineer now to being a software engineer in ministry. And so it's so interesting how God can use uh, something like that. I was also diagnosed with cancer back in 2012, which um, after my divorce, which is another one of my Ds, I I was all alone, and I felt like, oh, my God, here I am. I got cancer. I'm by myself. How am I going to deal with this? But, again, God saw fit for cancer not to be my uh, death wish. It was something that he, again, used to propel me to where I am today. And, of course, mm-hmm. if you go through death, through diseases, you go through divorce, the last two Ds, are bound to be with you, depression and despair. So after my divorce, um, I went through a period of homelessness that truly impacted my life. And some of it was by choice because I, I believe taking care of other people was more important than taking care of myself. So I chose to sleep in my car when I had to, to in order for my daughter to go to school and, and all the things that I was going to, through. But, and of course, depression. I, I'm reminded of David, even in the midst of, of all that David went through, and he cried out to the Lord. And he knew that the, his hope, was built upon Christ. And, you know, even the bad things that David went through or did on his own, uh, he cried out to God and God delivered him from depression and despair. And so I had a serious season of where I wanted to quit. I wanted to give up. God, why me? What are you trying to do in my life? And I believe that those five Ds are how God spoke to me. And my final D is he delivered me. And that's a actually a six D. <laughs> yes. 
Oh, Raylene, you have been, I mean, to be a young woman, you look really young. To be a young woman, <laughs> you have been, uh, you're laughing at that. <laughs> you, you've had a lot. And I, when I was reading through uh, some of the pages of your book and, you know, and some of this great literature um, about you as, as an international speaker and author, um, I just shook my head. I mean, we, I guess we, we, we all go through a lot, but when you when you put it down on paper, it looks overwhelming. And and to many who are listening today, I think that maybe they haven't gone through all the the deeds that you have. Maybe they haven't gotten to the delivery. Maybe they're maybe you know they they're dealing with things that um, just like you and I, they just didn't expect. It's kind of caught them off guard. You know, I I I, I appreciate so much. The fact that you didn't just say, oh, yes, I just prayed about it, and praise God, it was just all better. You know, sometimes we can make God seem like a, you know, a fair godmother who just whisk out a, a wand and just, you know, and you're okay, and you're okay, and you're okay. But really, does it happen that way, if we're honestly honest? It is a battle, and it is a fight, and I love the way that you said that you were, there were times when you just wanted to quit. You wanted to give up. And so will you take us to those moments? Because I believe that's where a lot of people are living, living right now. Um, they just are, are battling day to day to, to keep going. But that, that will is beginning. I mean, I know as a counselor, the statistics of, of suicide and, and going back into um, uh, different um, ways of life, addictions, speak to that person who you know, just what did you do when you just, I mean, when you just really wanted to give up? <laughs> wow, that's a great question, Kim. Well, first of all, I want to tell you I'm 56, and I thank God to be 56. <laughs> you know, yeah. you look back at it, and you're just like, I remember when you were, were growing up, you were like, oh, my God, I'll never be 60. I'll never, I don't want to be 60. I thank God to even be 56. <laughs> Well, yeah. uh, to answer your question, it's it's a hard one. I was born and raised in the church. I mm-hmm. breathe church growing up. <laughs> and so there was many times when I heard, oh, just pray about it. Oh, you're not praying yeah. hard enough. Or, you know, yeah. or all the things that I heard and um and one of the freeing things for me was recognizing that trials come even to the best of us, okay? Yeah. You're never yeah. too good, you're never too good, or never too yeah. perfect. And when you ask God why, you're basically saying, God, I'm better than this. Yeah. And I had to learn that um, I there's nothing I've done to for for. Christ to die on the cross for me. So I had to really think about that. And um, even at my lowest, it was that foundation of the church that kept me going back. Now, the question really is, how do you talk to somebody that doesn't have that foundation? Okay. Mm. The thing is, is to get to know him or even when you're at your lowest, connect to someone who is um, who has that foundation. Sometimes we lose perspective even when we have the foundation. 
you got to be connected. That's why uh, I believe the scripture tells us to fellowship with other believers because you need to know that when you're going through something, that somebody else is strong for you. And that's how God is your strength in the midst of your trials. Yes, absolutely. Me, one Wait, of my, yeah. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. No, go ahead. Mm-hmm. No, I was going to give my, my favorite scripture is James 1 yeah. because it, it says you can count it all joy when you experience trials, not if. And so right. when we know that trials are going to be are going to come, you are more prepared for it. You're a little bit, oh, okay, this is not, I'm not being picked on by God. I'm not like Job where God just picked me out. Or even if I am, God has a purpose for it. And that, that helps me a lot. I love that, Raylene. I want to back up for just a minute because I think that this, you brought up something that I think is so critically important and it cannot be said enough, and that is bad things happen to really good people, good as in those who are godly, good those and those who are trying. Do you find, like I find, that so many times when people who go to church every Sunday, teach Sunday school, been in the choir, raise their kids in church, and then something happens, they really do feel so, it, it's almost like it's almost like there's this underlying theme among us as, as believers that is so from the enemy, but it is, it is a thought that says, oh, if you were good enough, this wouldn't have happened. If you weren't sinning or if there wasn't some type of secret sin in your life, I mean, do you find that that's more prevalent than not in, in, among believers? Oh, most definitely among believers because we believe yeah. that because we, we've given our lives to Christ that everything is going to be perfect. Honestly, yes. I have found the moment you give your life to Christ is when the enemy is going to attack you more. And we question God, but honestly, the enemy is roaming. Uh, it, 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 the scripture tells us about, um, about the fact that he, he's out there like a, like a lion roving, trying to get us, especially us that are trying to do good, not that we're doing perfect. But I do believe right. that it is very prevalent especially as believers, that we believe that we are immune to bad things happen to us. And and that's farthest from the truth. And I have found that that's why so many people, when things happen to them, when they're struggling in their marriage or, or they, are, they feel like they're going into depression and they don't, they don't know why, you know, there's just so many you know, feelings out there that they begin to, they're almost afraid to admit it or to acknowledge it because, because they, there's such shame, guilt, and regret attached to that. And I just feel like that's, as a matter of fact, I think I'd like to do a whole series on that because it is, we are just playing on the devil's playground when we get to the point to where we as believers are immune to life. The Bible tells us in this world you will have trials and tribulations, you know, so that we're not immune to it, but we have someone who walks through it with us, and that's the difference, and I just wish that uh, we could come to a point to where we understand, and I think that's why people like you and hopefully my teachings are to help people understand that this is a part of what God has is doing in your life, 
and he is, just like with Joseph, he can take what was meant for evil and turn it to good. And that, that is the bottom line of everything that I see in your work, is those things that were meant to destroy you, you were able to rise up and be delivered from. Um, anything else about that that you'd like to talk about, well, Raylene? About well, well yeah, Kim, you, yeah, Kim, you just hit on something that I absolutely love. The thing is that those stories, especially Joseph's story, is amazing story. We have to um, have those stories to remind ourselves that we're already victorious, okay? Yeah. So I'm not saying that right now, you know, even when I use the word deliver, that don't mean that something won't come at me tomorrow, okay? Right. The thing is now I know that what I need to go to, oh, he did it before, he'll do it again. You know, and yeah. we have to we have to look at the Bible stories. They're not just stories. They are people that had situations. I am not a Bible story. I am a living, walking testimony. So you look at other people and see. Uh, you mentioned our dear friend Carmen. She brings me so much joy because of the fact that I can see what God has done in her life, and I know that if he'll do it for her and just because I'm connected to her, he'll do it for me. So we have to see that God has already claimed the victory even in the midst of our storms. Mm. Oh yes, he said when uh, on the cross, his, you know, it is finished. I mean, he came, he did what he needed to yes. do, so that we delivered, and now we get to walk that out. You know, we don't wake up with life perfect. We 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 get to be what the Bible describes us as the ambassadors of Christ. So, listener, as you are struggling with what you're going through, I hope that you're hearing what Raylene and I are saying, which is really what the Bible is saying, is that in the midst of your trials, in the midst of your troubles, you know, that's where God can use you to show himself to be faithful and true and caring and loving. You know, sometimes we relate. Raylene, have you found that you relate better to people when you're talking about the things you're struggling with and when you're talking about the great things in your life. It seems like people lean in when they, when they find out that we, we have struggles too, that life isn't perfect. Yes, that is so true. And I always say this, you, you see my glory, but you don't know my story. And many people are only seeing you as the international speaker or the author or whatever you do instead of seeing what has what has gotten you to that point. And so when I start sharing, and I'm very transparent in the things that I share because I want people, I believe that God allowed me to go through these things so that I can be a testimony to somebody. And so if I hold on to those stories, then I'm not. I'm not doing what God wanted me to do. So I am very transparent for the things. I mean, when I talk about my divorce, I talk about not my ex-husband. I talk about what I did, what mm-hmm. my faults were, why, you know, and that shows people that I'm real and that also will show them how God can use something that bad that happened to me for something to good. And so, yeah, I do believe that people lean in a little bit more when I'm sharing my my bad stories, as they call them. 
Absolutely. And and two, an, another point that you brought up that I just love that I hope that people will, will lean into is the fact that, you know, we read the testimonies, the stories of people in the Bible. We see how they failed. We see how they messed up. But we see how God picked them up to use them for his glory. But we have been left here to be testimonies as well. A lot of people, what is that saying, Raylene? We may be the only Bible that some people read. You heard that? True. Yes, ma'am, I have. And so our stories uh, can be a gateway to someone truly knowing who Christ is and the love. And one of the things that I think is maybe we're failing at a little bit as believers is not sharing our stories enough. Um, That, you know, it's really nice to people, like you said, oh, there's an international speaker. Oh, there she is on TV. But rarely... Do they know the behind the scenes, what it took to get there, and the stories that we had to overcome? And I feel like that if there's anything that we as believers can maybe do a little bit better job at is really sharing the depth of the despair, uh, the, the, the darkness, the deeds in our lives so that other people can relate. Because only through that can people really see what a what a good God we serve and how he is ready for those of us who have walked through the brokenness and through the pain and, and through all of the deeds in our lives. That's how he's most glorified. Wouldn't you say, Raylene? I agree. You know, comparison is the uh, the thief of joy, okay? Yeah. And, you know, social media has allowed us to get on social media and talk about all the good things that are happening in our lives or paint a yeah. picture of all the good. One of the things that I try my best to do is when I'm not feeling good, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to post that too. When I'm struggling, mm-hmm. I post that too because uh, we need to be able to share the good as well as the bad. Now, when you share yeah. the bad, don't just complain all the time, but show the yeah. good and how God is still working in it. I might tell you, oh, I, I got a massive headache today, but oh, give God the glory that I'm up and alive. You know, So you've got to have that yeah. to still show it because some people won't see. All they'll see is the complaining. Yes. And so I believe it's Absolutely. vital that we share our stories. Absolutely. Oh, my goodness. The world needs our stories. Absolutely. Raylene, we need to take a 30-second commercial break. And so when we come back, we're going to finish this incredible – can you believe 30 minutes has already passed by? <laughs> yes. I knew it was going to be When we come back, we're going to talk about um, – Now that we've talked about those five Ds, we're going to come back and talk about the delivery part. And I'm going to open up the airways for anyone who would like to call in. If they have a question or a comment, Uh, listeners, if if you'd like to call in, you can call 347-324-5246 and press 1. When you press 1, you'll go into a virtual green room. And um, you will be met by our executive director, and then she will alert me that you're online, and I will bring you on, and you can make a comment, or you may ask a question to the one and only Ray of Sunshine. So <laughs> get that number, 347-324-5246, press 1, and come on in and ask your question or make your comment to Raylene Berry. All right, we'll be right back, uh, Raylene, in 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. Knowing your breath can save your life. Go to knowyourgirl.org 
for the facts you need on breast health. Brought to you by Susan G. Coleman and the Ad Council. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Coffee, Conversations of Friends of Faith to Encourage and Equip. We are so delighted to have you today. Before we get back to our incredible guest, I'd like to invite you to get to know more about our ministry um, that I participate in that God allowed me to found about 30 years ago. It is the Roses and Rainbows Ministry, and that is a story and a tribute to my mom and the life of how she um, discovered Christ in some of the hard places of her life. You can go to the website at www.rosesandrainbows.org or you can go to www.kimcrable.org. We are currently um, finishing up this year and looking forward to 2022 when we are going to be visiting 15 states with and partnering with different people in uh, their states to talk about the ministry of friendship, how important it is for God's people to get together and be that strong remnant across this world. So we'll, you'll be hearing more information about that. But go to the website. We would love for you to be a part of that. Thank you for joining us here on Up To Me Radio. Please subscribe to our show so that you can know all about what's going on. You can find out about the newest shows, giveaways, and everything that's going on. There are a lot of incredible shows on Up To Me Radio, so be a part of what we're doing. Well, Raylene Berry, what a, what a thrill it is to have with you today, international speaker, author, and deliverer of so many things God has delivered you from. So let's just start right there, and let's, um, let's talk about, we've talked about the five Ds that God has uh, delivered you from, and I thank you for talking about some of the really hard places and some of the tough times. I want to ask you, how has your problems, how have these things in your life helped you to reach your purpose? You know, it's interesting. I believe that uh, each one of those Bs drew me closer to God, okay? Mm -hmm. It allowed me to talk to God. And I believe that that's what he wanted from me. I'm not saying that I wasn't close to God before, but I think he wanted some quiet time with me. And during that quiet time, I, I, I listened, and I knew that God had a purpose, but I had to keep going. I, I believe that, uh, you know, I talked about the death. Uh, for a long time, the deaths of my parents were the things that propelled me. I wanted to make my parents proud. I wanted to make my sisters proud. And then I realized that um, that is truly, and a lot of us do that when we've had death in our life, but I really want God proud. I want to hear him say, well done, good and faithful servant. And so, so a lot of my deliverance has come from how, what would God say? I know we used to go through that period. I know some people might not be old enough to what would Jesus do era. <laughs> and yeah. so I do ask myself, what would Jesus do here? It doesn't always work. My mouth probably get out of hand before I ask God that, but he does help me. And so I believe that the deliverance comes from spending quality time with a friend. And that friend is Jesus. 
And I do that even in the midst of the trial. I do it when it's good so that when the trials come, I can rely on the time that I was spending with him when the time was good, if that makes sense. Well, it does, but I have a question for you. Did you ever just get angry with God? Because I know a lot of people right now, you know, it's just like, I mean, they don't really want to spend time with him. They they feel like God has just let them down, especially when um, tragedy has come through death of someone they love or, you know, disease. I mean, it's not always easy running to Jesus. Let's just be honest here. Don't don't you agree? Did you ever go through those phases? Yes, 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 yes. I can't say yes enough because I don't want anybody to think I'm perfect or that it's easy. Um, I yeah. I think by the time of my divorce and, um, you know, I lost, I mean, I feel like my entire life was built upon loss because I lost my parents. Mm-hmm. I lost my job by due to illness. Now I've lost my husband. In my mind, I thought I lost my child because she was going away to college at that time. So that's how the enemy can play tricks on us, you know, to make you think that everything was about loss. And I had Mm -hmm. to realize that God loved me even through the loss. And so, Mm -hmm. yes, I was angry. And I was angry at people around me because I had church folks saying, you know, uh, you don't want to be healed because you're not doing this. Uh, you don't want to, you don't want this. And so it really like, okay, God, what did I do? I did feel like Job sometimes. Yeah. And yeah. And, yeah. and his three friends. <laughs> but, but like Job, I, I feel like God has given me double for my trouble, and I thank him for it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, Raylene, during those times when you were most angry with God, how did you stay connected with him? Well, I I, I want to say it was my foundation kept mm-hmm. me. I mean, there wasn't a time that I was not reading my Bible. There were some times the Bible spoke to me a little bit more than others, to be really mm-hmm. honest with you. and mm-hmm. um, And then... One of the really good things that for me was I just shared with you the loss, okay? Sometimes we can focus on what we lose and not what we gain. In the losing, mm-hmm. I gained family that wasn't blood, okay? Mm-hmm. And so I had to shift my thinking to say how blessed I am to have the number of sisters that are not my biological sisters, the number of brothers that came into my life and wrapped their arms around me. My church family has become almost closer to me than my blood family. And so we have to stop looking at the negative and see the good. And so for me, I had to shift my thinking. Uh, The title of my book is As I Encourage You, I Encourage Myself. So that whole came that came about because I had to wrap my arms around the people that were in my life, and recognize that every time, uh, and and I share this a lot on the stage as I'm speaking, uh, Kim, if I hug you, what will you do back? You will probably hug, hug me. Yes, exactly. Yes. Can't give without receiving. And so yeah. that's honestly what shifted my whole thing. You know, there are some people that will stand stiff and like, oh, my God, why is this woman hugging me? 
But then the majority <laughs> of the people, <laughs> if I hug them, they are going to hug me and even probably hug me even more because they needed it just as much as I needed it. So mm-hmm. I, I found that that has been my joy, you know, smile at people, walk in the grocery store, say, good morning, how are you? Some people are going to look at you crazy, but at the end of the day, you have spread some joy or some sunshine. You may be, as you said, the only Bible or the only Christ that someone will see. Yes. Yes. You know, I think what you said is so true. Sometimes I I believe, Raylene, that we're we're all looking, you know, to serve God. We want to do uh what we can to 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 live out our plan and our purpose. I think so many times that we feel like it, we have to be on a platform and it has to be polished and we have to be perfect when really you know, God spoke to me many years ago, and he said, Kim, I want you to be just as prepared to share my word when you walk into the grocery store as you are when you get up on that platform. And, boy, mm-hmm. did that just – and I, I think about that all the time. It's like wherever we go, you don't have to be behind a podium to be a representative of Christ. It's in the, it's in our normal everyday places of going to the grocery store, going to pick up the laundry, walking in your neighborhood. I mean, that's where, to me, I feel like that's where I'm most effective. It's just out in the real world meeting, uh, real, where I can actually get to people. You know, when you're, when you're speaking, you can't reach out and get them the way you can in the neighborhood and really get to know people and get, get, get into their lives and into their hearts. And that's, Raylene, I know that's what you do is you, you you get into their hearts so that you know how to speak encouragement to them. We have to know them to be able to speak encouragement to them, don't we? Most definitely. And you don't have to you don't have to be saying hallelujah or quoting scriptures all the time. I mean, uh I preach on a regular basis and it was just this weekend. I'm laughing and joking and one lady said, I cannot believe that you have this sense of humor. And because they only see you behind the pulpit or behind the podium or wherever it is, and they're thinking that you don't have a life or that you don't that uh, you can't relate. And so you gotta show that joy. You gotta show people that you're human and that God is still using you in the midst of everything. Well, and you think about the life of Jesus. I mean, he was always yeah. out among the people. You know, he didn't mm-hmm. stay held up was always out among the people. And I can't help but remember, you know, his greatest uh, miracle, feeding of the 5,000, which their husbands and children, yeah, he did that when he had a broken heart. His cousin, John the Baptist, had just been beheaded. So we don't have to be all happy and together to be in the service of those around us if we choose to be. And um, I think that that's a powerful for our listeners today is that you don't have to get to the point to where you know enough scripture or you feel like you're ready or you feel all happy and bubbly to really be able to be a great impact on your world around you. Just share yourself, right, Ray? Just share yourself. You That's don't, true. God has brought you to the people to whom he wants you to share. Mm-hmm. That is so true. I, I can't disagree with you at all. And I believe that, you know, we have to be open to just that. 
So let me ask you this. What has been, when you look back over your life, and, boy, you're just right in the midst of major ministry, what, what do you think has been your greatest challenge in life? What would be, what would be your greatest challenge looking back? You said looking back in general or just in ministry? Either. It's just what has been your greatest in life? Uh, accepting, <laughs> this will be a good one, an interesting, accepting the calling on my life, if that makes sense. Right. I believe that God has been calling me to do exactly what I'm doing right now. But because of fear, because of what the world said, because of what I thought people was going to say about me, all of those things, I wouldn't do what God wanted me to do. It goes back to living my life for my parents versus living my life for Christ. And there was an epiphany moment uh, about 10 years ago where I'm like, okay, God, enough's enough. I got to do this for you. So what do you want me to do? And I, I never forget going to... Uh, my pastor at the time, and this had nothing to do with just preaching. This had to do with living the life that God had for me to live. And I went to him. I called him on the phone. He's very, very, very busy man. And uh, for me to call him and him answer, I thought I was going to get out of um, being able to uh, share my calling, but he answered the phone. And, you know, that's how we do. When we're getting ready to say yes, we're like, okay, give me an excuse why I don't have to say yes. Give me an excuse. And so, yeah. um, <laughs> and so Compromise. I called him. Yeah, yeah. Come on, God. I made the call. You didn't say that I had to really do it. And that's exactly yeah. what it was. And so when I called him, immediately he answered the phone and he says, hey, baby. And I was like, oh, my God, I got to tell him. I got to tell him. I got to tell him. And, <laughs> and so, <laughs> and so, and then, you know, he's a busy man. So it's like, I can't waste his time. I got to tell him. I got to tell him. So I went ahead and I shared <laughs> with him what God had laid on my heart. And he, he laughed first because he said he'd already seen the calling on my life. He just was watching and waiting and seeing when I was going to walk into it. And so I was like, oh, (laughs) gosh. You know, so now i got to be obedient to it. And, you know, the hardest thing was that first step towards yes. Yes. You come up with excuses. You come up with reasons why you shouldn't do it. You come up with – you even talk to a lot of people that might talk you out of it. But the moment I said yes and took that first leap of faith, I believe life Mm -hmm. changed. And that was Mm -hmm. the hardest. People will say, well, oh, wasn't the death of your parents hard? Yeah, it was. But it wasn't as hard as taking that leap towards what God has Mm -hmm. for me to do. It hasn't been perfect. He never said it was going to be easy, but at the end of the day, I saw more doors open. I saw more opportunities. I saw me even looking at things differently was making that, saying that first yes. You know, I believe that, I believe that you're saying that because I believe there are a lot of people out there who know what their next step is, but fear has gripped them. It's entangled them. I believe it. Mm -hmm. I I believe, I believe the frustrated people in the world are the ones who know what God wants them to do and have not found the courage uh, to take that step yet. And so I I know what you're saying, Raylene. I remember when God was calling me into what well, it turned out to be ministry. I had no idea. I thought he was just calling me 
to unto himself to find my, myself again. I I was completely lost in lots of hurts and pains, and and I remember he wanted me, you know, to bring some women into my my home and share, you know, the real Kim. And I remember being, I remember saying, God, I've been hiding the real Kim for thirty some years now. You want me just to put her on a platform, which meant not really on the platform, but just to you know share with with other women. Mm-hmm. I felt like I was going to be on the platform. And the hardest, the hardest moment for me and listeners, I want you to hear what Ray said and Raylene said, and I want you to hear what I'm saying. The hardest moment is when you step into what you think God wants you to do, especially if it requires something of you that costs uh, your vulnerability, uh, your comfort. And I remember I invited seven women into my home, and Raylene, that morning, when the doorbell rang, I just froze. I thought, and I mean, I felt like all of hell came against my mind. It's like, are you really going to do this? You're going to embarrass yourself, all these things. And, you know, I feel like the more you battle against what you know you're supposed to do, the greater the impact you're going to have. Don't you? It's like God, uh, you know, God knows you've got mm-hmm. a powerful impact. So for yeah. those listening, Aileen, what do you say to them? It's like, for me, I say, go do it, no no matter what. Find the courage just to go do it. Raylene, what would you say? Because I do believe that there are people listening, because we didn't plan on talking about this. I believe there are people <laughs> who are listening know the next step, but, but, boy, the enemy is just trying to freeze them, paralyze them. What would you say to those people? Yeah, again, I agree. I mean, do it. I mean, even I, I I can't remember who where this quote came from, but but it's not mine. Do it scared. That is really what it's about. One book that I read many many years ago. Here I am, maybe thirty years later, made an impact. Was feel the fear and do it anyway by by Susan Jeffers. And I didn't know why I was reading that book back then, but I know now because. There are some times where, oh, my God, I am so scared. I do not want to do this. I don't, God, why do you have me out here? And I just have to do it. And then on the other side of fear is so much joy. It is so much yes. joy realizing that I did it. You know, people laugh at me now because I will talk to anybody, you know, anywhere, <laughs> uh, social media, <laughs> podcast, on a stage with 100,000 people in front of me. I don't care. Now, there's some other things that I might not do, uh, um, but I'm like, okay, God, is that what you want me to do? Uh, yeah, okay, I'm going to try it, but I'm scared to death. I may call my, 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 my accountability partners and say, hey, guys, I got to do this today. I'm really scared and whatever. And they'll say, you got this, Ray, and then I keep going. So, yeah, you got to do it scared. You got to do it even if you're scared. And that's what courage really is. Courage is just stepping up, facing the fear. I just finished this study called Girl, You've Got This, Why It's Too Soon mm. to Give Up. I wrote a six-week study on that. And it was really about, you know, it's time to to rise up and do what God has called us to do. And, uh, you know, I, I did this uh, triple D dive where we, just, we have to dive in to what God wants us to do and not – allow the things that he that the enemy's going to step in to stop us you know paul says you're running a good race 
what happened to you? And he says, this type of persuasion is never from the one who called you. You know, even in our calling, as we're going strong, the enemy is always going to be there. He's always trying to entice us uh, to become prideful or to become lonesome or to think that we can't be real. You know, all these things. And, you know, even as speakers and teachers, you know, there is, we, we all face the same thing. It doesn't matter where you are in your Christian walk. We do have an enemy that is always there. But greater is he who is in us than he is in the Amen. world. Right, Rayleigh? Amen. Uh, Amen. Absolutely. Yes, indeed. <laughs> and that's focus on and we lift up our head we're like king jehoshaphat when we don't know what to do we just keep our eyes on jesus because this world needs a good dose of jesus right raylene amen (laughs) yes indeed (laughs) but i want to talk about we only have about six or seven minutes left i want everyone to know about your book as i encourage you i encourage myself would you take a minute to talk about that and tell us how I have my copy and tell everyone how they can receive their copy? Well, uh, that book, as I mentioned, was um, I've been journaling all my life. And so every time that I was going through something, I would journal about it. And, um, mm-hmm. and then this was another part of the yes. Um, as I was accepting the calling in, um, that God had on my life, he asked me to start sharing my story. And I'm like, God, who, why, why, why do I have to share this story? It was already bad enough to go through it. Why do I have to tell it? And so, so, why do I have to tell it, God? People saw it. People saw it firsthand. And so, <laughs> so he's like, it wasn't for you. So, I I actually literally said yes. Oh, I I want to say in September, and the book came out the following March. That lets you know how once you say yes, God will order your steps. I don't know where the money came from. I don't know where the support came from, but God made it happen. So this book is uh, I call it a little. Um, it is a uh, a coffee table devotional where uh, if you just need a little pick-me-up, pick it, you'll pick it up. You'll hear a little bit of my, about my story. And then my prayer is that uh, not only do you hear my story, but you'll also see some deliverance from my story. And, and then I give you some scriptures and, and some, some questions to reflect on. So I, I pray that it blesses someone. And it is available on my website at railingspeaks.com. And uh, you hit on the store, and you'll find any of my products or my services right there on my website. That is wonderful. And, listeners, that is Raylene um, at RaylenePeaks.com. It's R-A-L-E-N-E. Uh, as a matter of fact, I think that uh, it may be misspelled somewhere. I'm going to check on that. Yes, with ma'am. That, yeah. And, 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 and it's more or less my, it's, oh, yeah, it's my website, RaylenePeaks.com. Uh-huh. Great. Uh-huh. Yeah, right. Okay. www.speaks.com. That's right. Absolutely. Awesome. And so you, you are available for speaking engagements and um, lots of different ways to serve people, I see, on your on your uh, paperwork here. Yes. So. Yes, I also Internet- like those. Oh, you do? Oh, I yes, see ma'am. there where you're mm-hmm. a Christian counselor. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's what I love to do. Yeah. 
All right, so we have just a few minutes. Oh, we have about five minutes left. One of the things that I really want our listeners to hear is I feel like that we've brought up a lot of uh, things that many people are going through. There's lots of other things that are going through, but, but the same scripture, the same hope applies to all. And you, in your own words, say that, that we, our problems can, pre- can propel us to our potential in Christ. Would you please um, share what you mean by that for someone who's sitting there and some of the problems that you had, some of the situations, give them a, a, a bit of hope as to how God can use that to propel them into his personal calling for their life. Um, the reason why I say that is, and, and this is, has been the foundation of my, my life coaching in general, is that a lot of people come to you with problems, okay? Mm. But if you're willing and looking for a solution or your purpose, you can break that down and see the potential in each and every one of your problems, okay? Um, I'll give you an example. I I love analogies because I think they explain things a little bit better than I can, okay? I am in uh, Jiffy Lube trying to get my car serviced. Okay, and I'm like, oh, my God, don't let them ask me for anything. Don't tell me anything's wrong with my car or all of these things. And so I'm so focused on that that um, so you kind of miss that there's this little girl sitting over here. And she says to me, hi, ma'am. And I'm like, okay. So guess what? I changed my focus for what my problem was, the car, okay? to this little girl who needed my time, okay? And me and this little girl, we started talking, and and she said, she told me her age. I told her I had grandchildren and whatever else. And just changing your perspective a little bit, my purpose for being in Jiffy Lube had nothing to do with my car. It had to do with spending a little time spreading joy with this little girl. Now, Somebody else could say, that little girl bothering me. I need to be focusing on my car. Mm, you got to change perspective. You got to change perspective. What if you're on the, on the, on the uh, drive to work and there's stop and go traffic, okay? Stop and go traffic. We're all complaining, okay? Uh, and then you get ahead and find out that there was a major pileup that you could have been involved in. God protected yeah. you from that. Change perspective. What could you be doing in that car right now? You could be worshiping him. You could be doing all of those things. Hey, maybe he don't want you to be there that much faster. So we got to change our perspective and see what God is doing and what his potential is for doing in the midst of your problem, no matter what it is, mm-hmm. even when you're homeless, been there, done that, got a hat and a T-shirt and a stuffed animal. I just love you. I love your, I feel like we're sisters and we've never met. Everything you say is like (laughs) everything. I I just so believe that, you know, it's like rather than, you know, complaining about where you are, look around and see who is there that you're supposed to, maybe you're to encourage them or maybe they're to encourage you. God is not making a mistake. He says that he is directing our steps. So if he's directing our steps, He's taken us to a purpose. Ephesians 2.10 says that he has a good plan and good works for us to carry out every day. We're not saved 
by good works, but we're saved to do good works. And so they're all around us. Right, what a what a note for us to end on, for people to understand that, yes, you may be in the midst of a problem, but maybe your problem is carrying you to your potential. Maybe you are feeling fear, but maybe that fear is to, is to propel you into, you know, looking more towards your faith. Anything I read the other day, anything that will draw you closer to Christ is something that is worthy for you to take note of. So Mrs. Ms. Raylene Faye Berry, Miss Ray of Sunshine, <laughs> thank you so much for joining us. I have felt the sun all the way from Texas today, and I have just enjoyed our time so very much. I appreciate you, love you, and cannot wait to meet you in person. I look forward to it. Thank you so very much, Kim. This has been a blessing for me. I appreciate you having me on. Well, it has been a joy. And let's leave our listeners today. Listeners, I hope that you will truly just believe the things that uh, Raylene has said because she has truly been speaking the heart of Christ. You know, he says, cast your cares upon me because I care for you. Come to me, you who are burdened and overwhelmed with life. Let me take that because I can reverse that. You know, God's great invitation is always drawing us closer to him. And as we draw closer to him, we feel his presence. And Raylene will agree with me, it's in his presence that we find our greatest potential. He is pouring himself through us, completing his work through us every day. But we still have things we face every day. And so I'm going to conclude today's uh, broadcast with one of the scriptures that Raylene sent to us as one of her favorites. And it is a good word for all of us today as we are pressing in and carrying on with what God would have us to do. It comes from Philippians 3, 13 and 14. It says, Brethren, I do not regard myself as having laid hold of this, But one thing I do, and friends, this is one thing we can all do today. But one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and reaching forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. What a way to end. Amen. Raylene, thank you for joining us. I'll see you soon, friend. And listeners, thank you for joining us. And we'll see you next time right here on Coffee. Bye, everybody. To learn more about Kim's books, teaching materials, or to invite Kim to speak at your event, please visit KimCrable.com. Thank you for joining us today. And remember, to learn more, please visit KimCrable.com. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. 
Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.